Welcome back to the podcast. I'm joined by David. Hey, hey, guys. Good evening. I should we say good eye. <laughs> yeah, we should say good eye. Um... Good eye, Bruce. How's your colour, Blue? <laughs> I suck at accents. Does anyone who listens for a while? Well, truly, no. <laughs> Clearly. Oh. The Australian. Well, it's a pretty quiet race, actually, wasn't there? Nothing much to talk about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, what was it the most red flags ever in a single race? Yeah. Yeah. Land down oh. under the Brit, where the Brits have to actually get their asses up early to watch it live. Yep, my one day off, and I was still up at five thirty. So back at <laughs> me, I can feel it now. But there you go. That's what we do. That's what we love. It was worth it though. Come on, that was a race that was worth it. Oh yeah. I mean, practice was just. Oh my god, I feel so. I mean, getting into practice and getting into the quality. You're, you're going to have to lead practice and quality. Yeah. So none of that. As I said, the timings unfortunately just didn't work for me with my hours I work and everything. Yeah, I mean, it was like half past two in the morning. Um, yeah, here even in the like UK. six o'clock is usually when I'm starting work and commuting mm. about. So. And it was just like, you know, it was bog standard practice apart from Perez. I mean, bloody hell, Perez had a shocker of a weekend. I mean, granted the race, yeah, okay, he pulled it back, but the he turned three, he just could not get right for some unknown reason. You think it was more him or the car? I mean, I've actually got a point that I, could relate into this. I think I it to... was the car more than him. Because... I mean, we all know he had the brake issues in qualifying. Well, he was having them right through practice. He was having an absolute mare. Which brings on to something I want to sort of talk about, really. It's sort of a wider thing, but this... Are we seeing this year, and Red Bull in particular, do the cars seem a little less reliable than previous years, or is that just me? Are we seeing that they're now pushing them to such a limit? Well, that's the point, yeah. Are we know we... Max had the issues in Jeddah. What, with, with his drive shaft? Yeah. That meant he had to do increase quality. And then we've got Perez not managing to make quality here in Australia. Mm. Which... You know, Red Bull are still walking away with the racing right now. Spoilers, if you've you listened to this, you must have seen the race. But it just doesn't <sighs> seem as clinical as years gone by. Compare it to last year, it's definitely not clinical. Well, no, I mean, if you compare like for like Red Bull last year, last year at this point, Red Bull had had a double DNF in Bahrain and Max hadn't finished Australia. And Leclerc was walking away with the championship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure we'll come on to him later. <laughs> hmm. um... But, you know, it just there seems to be, and like, if you don't mind jumping about a little bit, the racing stuff, you know, the failure to George's car. It's just stuff we didn't see a huge amount of. No. The, the re- reliability is just... I don't know. Is it just everybody in general just trying to push Are they all pushing much? the cars that little bit harder? Mm. I mean, interesting point. The Obviously, qualifying was... You know, qualifying was qualifying bar Perez not finishing. Which hmm. is unusual for Checo, if I'm honest. 
yeah, you, you know, you're talking about, you know, you know my feelings. You know, Perez a lot. And I well like Perez. Driver of the day, well deserved driver of the day this weekend. Did oh my yeah. Fantasy team, the world are good. I am not seeing the results, so I don't know what the results are on that yet. But you, you guys will see that week. later. <laughs> but you know, Perez did what Perez does so well, which is the great number two driver. It was a day when winning it probably was beyond. I honestly don't think he could have got any more out of that car. No, but he was driving the nuts off it. Literally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> driving round everybody, quite literally. I mean... If you... I mean... We'll go to the... Basically go to the race here. And it's... The, <laughs> I mean, to point the start, but I'll bring this up now before we get into this conversation. Did you hear what Stefano Domenicali has said? No, I must have missed that one. Domenicali came out and said that they want to cut the practice sessions. Oh, I'd been hearing talk and... I'd been hearing stuff about that and seen stuff on Twitter... I didn't know exactly what had been said, but... Yeah, he, um... he basically had come out and said that whether there's a possibility of them cutting practice sessions. Now, in my eyes, as a fan, hmm. it's bad for them to do it. I can see where he's coming from in terms of possibly saving cars reliability... Because they keep plowing the race, you know, they keep plowing more races into the calendar. Yeah, but if you're going to pull on that, we might as well not bother racing because you know the cars are made to be used, and the teams know before the start of the season how many weekends practices exactly. that they've got to do. If they can't build a car to last that long, hmm. that's their problem. But I go on. The fans. It's what I would feel sorry for. If they decided to do that, see, this is where I think that they will not do it. Because one, it will lose the sport way too much credibility. Two, it mm. will lose them way too much money. The revenue that comes in. Yeah. I mean, there was what, 444,000 fans over the yeah. entire weekend. That's a I'm lot of money. I'm... I remember hearing that. I did hear a little bit about this when you mentioned it, but I didn't realize it was Domenicali had said it, and they were talking about quite often the practice sessions are cheaper tickets and so on. Obviously, because race weekends are resilient, so a lot of people will go and just watch a practice session. And Oh, yeah. I mean, I, funny, I was listening to I was listening to something, and it had an ex-Ferrari engineer as one of the guests. Is that the one that also had Matt Gallagher on as well? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to specifically name something, but you'll know what I'm on about. And I'm sorry to anybody listening; it sounds cryptic, but <laughs> yeah. And we... he was saying, basically, from engineers' point of view, they'd love nothing more than to have 20 practice sessions a week. Yeah, I know. Now, I will say there is one situation where I think it needs addressing a little bit, and that is sprint weekends, because I do not see the point in the practice session after the sprint. No. But, Maybe that oh needs boy. to be shuffling slightly. Is it our first sprint weekend in four weeks' time? 
could be. We've got this weird gap because if we have China. thirty thousand races to fit into this year, we've got this weird gap. China, because, China where China would have been yeah, nothing this, up in his place in the end. No, this was where China was going to be. This is why we've got the four week gap. So yeah, there'll be no podcast for like four weeks, and it's like it's going to drive me insane because it's like. Oh, why are you doing this F1? You know what I mean? I get why... Look at all this. If you wanted to, we could throw it like halfway, do one one night, not with a race, just talk about wider F1 issues or something. We could do. And... <laughs> Sorry about the staff meeting on there, ladies and gentlemen. It's... <laughs> it's just... I get that they couldn't fit China in. But... I believe... Whoever decided that the first sprint race, and I think if it, I think it is a sprint weekend, at Baku, of all places, we've got to be due one before so long, <clears throat> because we've got about six this year, haven't we? Let me just check as a, let me just quickly check as a position. Yes, it is a sprint race at Baku. What the hell? That's gonna be worse than Australia. <laughs> and we'll get, to get to that point there'll be so many red flags I, I can't see the sprint race working at Baku honestly but we I mean okay money where my mouth is if it works it works but if it doesn't it's point proven <laughs> yeah I know what you're saying because Baku's it's like Jeddah really like Jeddah is one where you've no room forever no, I'm back. You definitely don't have room for error. <laughs> you, that's the thing. The sprint race, you get to that castle section. Something goes wrong, you block that castle section. Uh, somebody Game in over. podcast knows only too well. What, blocking the castle section? No, mine well, was... Well, it was a bit after the castle section, you blow, you know about blocking the track and back. Yeah, mine was basically the corner where it ended, I think... Ricardo did himself in on Norris. I always remember it's the corner where um, was it Vettel and Vettel and Hamilton had their quite famous coming together. Yeah. Yeah, it's just not quite sector three. It's not quite. Is it not quite? Is it start? Not quite start of sector three. Just about yeah. It's basically two corners. It's four corners from the, the stupid little yeah. S bend before the straight, basically. Something like that. But, yeah, that's my, my thought on that. Is personally, I think practice sessions leave them as they are. Because I think, as you say, it's time for the cars on track, people to see, mm. engineers to tinker. And if it means that cars aren't being as reliable, well, that's kind of on the teams. To... Do you mean after the sprint or after quality? After the sprint, there's never I'm... a practice session after a quali. There's no, never a practice session after a quali. Yeah, there is. But on the sprint weekends... There is now. Brilliant. There is now. The Azerbaijan Grand Prix is practice, quali... Right, P1, quali, P2, sprint, race. We're having a quali and a sprint. Yeah. It's Baku, isn't it? Be qualifying for the sprint race and then the sprint race will set the order for the grid for I don't understand the practice why have why have that second practice session there I know we're supposed to be doing Australia here but why have the second practice session the car will be in park Fermi because it's that's quali- what I mean it's that's qualifying. why the is pointless because they can't make changes no 
That doesn't make any sense. But it's F1 unless they're going to twist it somewhere they can where they can do the setup change. But they can't because they've already done qualifying. They've already gone into part firmer. Okay. <laughs> well, they do round and do the sprint race either last or do it first thing Sunday morning or something. Too much for that. Be too much pressure on that car. And plus, if they've got the support races there, then. Oh yeah. Sorry, I don't, I don't buy this pressure on the car argument. I mean, I know that's not getting at you. I get what you're saying, but. No, but Sorry, in... you're building the cars to race. That's what I mean. But in their eyes, it'll be way too much wear on gearbox and engine and stuff. Why? Because the cars doing the same distance. Oh, we know. Well, for what the sprint? If you do the sprint on the same day as the race, the cars actually not going to be any more miles. You're be... just doing them closer together. Yeah, true. And well, you have enough time to cool the car down in between. That's just my, as you say, sprint races and also places like Baku. I don't know what the rules are when they can close the roads. Because mm. don't forget, it's in the middle of a city, so you oh, can't well, no, just no. shut the whole thing down for a weekend. It's like, it's like the Isle of Man racing. Yeah, well, they that's... have a set time of day they can close, because obviously the roads need to be open for people to get around. Yeah, well, that's why they're, that's why they're doing it the way they're doing it, by the looks of it. Hmm. But back to Australia, we've gone way <laughs> off on tangent. Us on tangent? Never. I mean, fair play to George at the beginning. Fair play to George and to Lewis, and it's not often you're going to hear me say that. Clip it now. <laughs> Clip that now. You know what I mean? Merck obviously made a jump forward a little quicker than some of us were expecting. Yeah, but they're, they're not supposed to. Yeah, but they're not supposed to be getting them the cars were on fire this weekend, quite literally. In mm. one case. Yeah, but they're not supposed to be getting the the upgrades to Imola. Uh, well, whatever. Whether Australia just really suits their car, I don't know. But they certainly had pace. I I think they could have been seriously challenging for a second or third had Russell's car not combusted. Well. Did we ever find out what actually happened to her? I never heard. I must have had a quick look on the F1 website this afternoon just to see if there was any news I needed to know. And I didn't get an instant answer jump out at me there. Well, Haas's protest failed. <laughs> well, they protesting that the wall was too close to the track. <laughs> it was to do with something we'll get on to in a bit. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean, because I've got something to talk about from that as well. Mm. Because Mr. Gun- Gunter Steiner was not a happy man, I believe. Gunter unhappy? Never. That's, Hello. Three more seasons, that's three more seasons of Drive to Survive, then. Hello. <laughs> I like Gunter. I do like Gunter Steiner. <laughs> Even if you do make yourself look like a bunch of assholes. <laughs> but... kind of get why the the race director did some of the calls he did. So what, so if we want to stick on, if we just talk about poor old Charles Leclerc managed three corners <laughs> and then got ceremoniously put out to stroll. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, okay, it was a racing incident, but... It was, and actually I will say fair play to the FIA there, correct call then. They could have Not... screwed, they could have screwed stroll. Yeah, but in the first couple of corners, we've had this we've had this debate before. Mm. You want the drivers to race. You want them to be willing to attack. 
Yeah. If you're going to pick them up for every silly little detail of stuff like that in the first corners when 20 cars are trying to occupy the same piece of tarmac, they're going to end up not going within half a mile of each other. Yeah. And that's not what we want to see. I mean, it, it was just... It was chaotic. Oh. I was in the start, because the chaos came later. <laughs> oh, yeah, the chaos was later, wasn't it? Um, But it's just... I mean, it's typical for, you know, it's typical of any of the racetracks. It's typically, yeah, first corner. You've got 20 people storming into a corner all at once. Hmm. You know, and it, the track's not big enough for that, and it's how it is, and that's how it should be. Like I say, I'm all for it. Let them, let them get on. If they make a mistake, they make a mistake. That's that's how things happen. And like, uh, yeah, pay the price and say his championship's looking rather lost already. It's, I know it's very early days yet, but... To be honest, I'm not... Not rating Leclerc this season. I think there's, I think it's been bad. I think bad luck's plaguing him a little... Well, I think bad luck and Ferrari are plaguing him a little bit, let's be honest. Hmm. You know what? The more I think about it, the more this happens. I could see him in a Merc. I think they've got. I think. I think if McLaren keep going the way they do as well, I think. Uh, I think Merc might end up going Norris's way. They've got the money. Yeah, they got him out of that contract again. He's got a clause though. He can. He could get him out of it. <laughs> oh, Merc could always get him out of it. In the day, Merc supplied the engine, get him out. But yeah, you know, I don't know. It's. I mean, to be honest, the weirdest thing is. I'm not looking at the standings, but obviously I've got my little thing in front of me. None of the cars have zero points. None, none of the teams have zero points. Haas have got seven points, obviously. Alfa Romeo. Yeah. Well, that's not surprising, especially because I think, like, Australia in particular was a good chance for some lower... You know, I mean, look, McLaren got points this weekend. AlphaTauri <laughs> has one point, and so does Williams. Nobody is actually on zero points so far. Then McLaren didn't score bad points this weekend, but okay, they were sort of gifted it. Never look a gift horse in our mouth. Oh, yeah. The, well, ne- never never worry how you get them. If they're on the scorecard, it doesn't matter how they got there. Mm. I mean... Do I say this now, or do I... Say it now if you want. Okay, let's bring it up. Hamilton fans, if you're listening, cover your ears. Michael Massey was in the paddock. (laughs) He was there because of the V8s. Plus, yeah, he lives in Australia. It's not surprising Hmm. he'd be there when they're in Australia. Anyway, it's just it's a supercars, not because not V8s anymore. It's not called the V8s. It's Australian well, super supercars. Or whatever it was. I think one uh, caught on fire. There was a bad fire in the pit lane during George George's like interview in the pen. But I'm not sure. I'd have to have. I'll probably try and catch the super. I have to watch their YouTube channel for the highlights. So. But I thought journalists were supposed to be. Biased and impartial. You mean unbiased? Well, whatever, unbiased. Oh, this is your Kravitz rant. Yes, this is my Ted Kravitz rant. Yes, I'm calling you out, Ted, because I am 
actually quite appalled at you. The behaviour of him live on air during his notebook, he went on to say about Massey and him being in the paddock. He has no right to be in the F1 paddock. Well, I'm sorry, he was there for a support race, so he has every right to be within that paddock. Plus, and he's human. He was never. He was never officially banned. He, no, he was never so, banned. To my knowledge, there was only one person who was actually banned from F1 paddocks. Can't remember who that was. I was going to say he was Flavio Briatore, wasn't it? No idea. He got because he was caught up in all the Alonso cheating incident. Oh right, okay. And I'm sure he got a lifetime ban from the F1. But anyway, so but, that's that's just F1 trivia. But no, yeah, he's not banned. No. And also, he's probably still got a lot of friends and contacts in the FIA. So even if he and wasn't there for supercars, within I'm the not F1 surprised. Grid. I'm not surprised if he'd blag himself a bloody pit lane pass for that weekend. Yeah, but did you not did you not get why the comment was made by Crofty to say that he was only you know like live on air that about him being human? Hmm. Because that was a bit of a thing at Kravitz. Yeah. And yeah, it really did kind of just piss me off because it's like, look, stop, you know. Yes, they talk about Abu Dhabi 2021. They're going to talk about Abu Dhabi for years to come because it was a pivotal point in the championship. Yeah. No matter which side of the fence you're on, it was a pivotal moment. But, you know. But I know what you're saying. It the guy, require... you know, the guy had the, got the flack, had the shit. Dealt, you know, had his consequences and all this lot, you know. He got his comeuppance for a bad mistake or whatever, or. And it's like. Why basically turn around and say that live on air that he's got no right to be there? Which. is wrong. He's got every right to be there. If he's there with a the support race. Not even the support race. He's well, he just was. got every right to yeah, be there. He, well, he, I know what you're saying. He is. Yeah, I get that. But I'm saying to me, he's just... Yeah, yeah. he's a person. Say, unless somebody's officially been banned from F1, then they've got every right to be there. Yeah. But it was just the way he he did what he did. And, you know, I used to like Ted. But for for the way I'm the way he's been, um, not just recently. It was the whole Lewis was robbed all this lot, and it was like, nah, just get off the screen, Ted. You know what I mean? Just just you go bring back Johnny Herbert or somebody like that, <laughs> because you shouldn't be. If, if you're gonna be like that, you, you you're in the wrong job. I get yeah. why he's there, you know, he stirs the shit a bit, but there's been comments there that shouldn't have been said, especially not live on air. Correct. I mean, to go back to your original point, being completely impartial is pretty much impossible, because we're people. Well, yeah. But the you have to try and show an impartiality. Yeah, and he 
kind of hasn't with the whole Hamilton thing and then obviously saying, you know, getting up in arms about Massey being within the F1 paddock. Mm. Which is basically, that's like kind of showing his hand towards Hamilton, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Which is okay, fair enough. You know, you've got the likes of Naomi Schiff and all that lot who bang on about Hamilton and stuff like that. I get it. Yes, he's a seven-time world champion. You know, she's black, he's black. Of course. But it's just... There comes a point to where... You just, yeah, you just don't do it. It's like me turning around to you and, you know, say Alan had done something wrong, for example, and then me turning around going, meh, at you, sort of thing. That's what we pretty much normally do anyway. No, but live, you know what I mean, live, like now. Yeah, yeah, when he wouldn't be around to talk to, give his side of the event. Yeah, and it's just a case of, you know, we need to remain in the middle. Yeah. And that, that's what I'm feeling he isn't doing. And he shouldn't, you know, Ted's not doing that. And I don't understand how he's not been pulled up on it. It's been reported. Yeah, this is the thing. It's been reported in, apart from the papers, you know, it's been caught. Maybe he has been start giving a word in his ear quietly sort of I bloody hope so because it's just it's kind of it's not it's not fair you know that's basically going to instigate a lot of people to turn around and then give Massey more flack for being right. there and it's like well you know he, the guy's had enough the guy had death threats and all this lot at him <laughs> jeez give the guy a break he was only there because of like we said, the support event, but he was there because he wanted to be there. So, mm. yeah, that's that's all I'm going to say on that, map. Okay. Where were we? <laughs> um, Where were we? We're talking about... I don't Leclerc? know. Track. <laughs> yeah, Leclerc's crash. You know, not his fault, just got turned around, but first got into right. Then I believe the next incident was Russell's car bursting into flames. It was kind of odd. The why didn't he drag it? This is my point on it. Why didn't he drag it in the pit lane? Why did he drag I it? I think he had too many cars up the inside of him, didn't he? Which he was with stroll on to... it. With stroll on his inside. Yeah, and I think he just point. couldn't get the cars safely across. Plus, mm-hmm. as was commented, the car sounded fine. I'm not sure it wasn't just like an exhaust fire or something. Well, that's what I mean. When they, they showed the re- the onboard replay or whatever, it sounded all right. Mm. Apart from it being commented, it sounded like a rocket going past. Yeah. Because <laughs> of the the fire and the exhaust and whatever. I mean, it's a bit early for the barbecue, Merc. You haven't even won the race yet. <laughs> Poor George. Yeah, the poor guy. The poor guy, you know, he's spent his time, he's slugged away in that Williams for years. I finally get my shot at the Mercedes. And the Mercedes is you now a bag of shit. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, if you know, yes, he got the he got the shot as we refer back to when Hamilton had uh, the Rona. Yeah. And the way he drove that car, yeah. But I can honestly, I can see why Toto picked Russell. Oh yeah, we all well, we all knew he was there for that job. In fact, when that job came up, it was just waiting for that job to come up. Like I say, we now have the thought of who's going next in that seat, which is where there's a bit more unsurety at this point. See, would you? That's the thing. Would you stick Schumacher in it? Maybe not. I mean, I like Mick. We've, but... we've, had, we've had this discussion. Schumacher's not ready for a bad front-running car yet. I would say Norris, honestly. Looking at Norris and how he is at the moment, I would say Norris. Uh, McLaren seemed to be on a downward slope in terms of what the hell they've done with the structure of the team. They got rid of, mm. well, one dude left and then they completely restructured themselves and put like four or five different people into a role. And it's like, what? I get why you're doing it, but is it working? Only time will tell. I mean, like I said, Piastri, hmm, did they make the right call? I mean, okay, he had a good race, but did they make a mistake of pushing? Because they did. They just, like I said, pushing Danny out. Did they push him out, or did he? Was he ready to manage nah, I, I think he could. I think he could see what was going. I think he got out at the right point. Yeah, I think mean, honestly, I think he was pushed. And I know Horner basically had a dig at uh, Zach. Well, not a dig, but like, well, a joking dig at Zach at the uh, press conference, and basically said, "What have you done? What did you do to Daniel?" Um, he's looking a bit skinny when he came to us, so we've had to feed him up a bit. <laughs> I mean, it was nice to see, yes, he wasn't driving, but it was nice to see Danny Rick there. It was nice to see him on the pit wall. We're I mean, talking about Piastri also at this point, mentioning oh, well done to him, points, at his homie Rick. Yeah. <laughs> But I still don't rate him. I don't... I kind of don't... I'm not too sure about, like, Logan Sargent either. I'm not sure about him. I mean, honestly, that Williams is a bag of shite. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Unless your name's Alex Albon. Jeez. Another guy, another guy that seems to drive the nuts off a car. Because he, like I say, Alex Albon was is can do okay for himself, but I think the car's just a bag of shite. Well, most most of the cars are. The Alpha Tower just seems a bag of shit and all. Most of the cars aren't a um, Red Bull. 
this year. Yeah, but counter the Red Bull out of the counter the Red Bull out of the equation. Alpha Tauri used to at least get top ten. Oh yeah. Gasly yeah, used to again, draw... that, that, Gasly. that almost goes back to something I've said in the past. Is it just that other teams have made bigger leaps forward? Hmm. I mean, yeah, the Alpha. What's going on with Alpha Romeo? I think they've just. I think they've just been caught. I think literally, as stupid as it sounds, they've just been caught by too many others. Yeah. I mean, Bottas decided to adopt the mullet. Now. Well, that's what's made the difference, isn't it? <laughs> too much drag. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do like Baltra though. I do. But. Yeah, just considering, it just seems like midfielders, apart from, you know, Ferrari, Ferrari looked like it had no pace at one point. It still doesn't look like it's got pace. I don't think they're running that Ferrari full. I don't know, do you reckon they're scared too? Yeah. I think some... I think... I think after all that crap that went on with it... Was it Leclerc? And his... ECU? Was it his... Was it his ECU? Or it was, was his battery? It was control unit, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, I just feel like they've just turned them down. I mean, we'll soon know when we get to Imola. Because if they put that car back up for a technically a home race, we'll yeah. soon see. Because they won't want to disappoint the Tafosi. Will they? I mean, if we get if we got the if if we get the action like we had in Australia at Monza as well, that's gonna be a cracking race. Oh yeah. I know we are jumping completely over, well and all, truly all over here. If you, if this isn't your, unless this is your first podcast, you should be quite used to that by now. Well, you've had last season, and then you've got, obviously, this season's. <laughs> and... It just... Yeah, it just seemed the race... You know, we got through the start, we, you know, got the action out of the way a little bit. Then it seemed to settle down a little bit. And then we got to what could have been spectacularly horrible, which was Alex Albon's crash. How did nobody else collect that car when he spun back onto the track? Oh, was that when he, um, he collected the, he hit the curb, didn't he, too much? Hit that curb a little the, bit too much. I reckon he might have hit the curb, which might have thrown the um, tyre out, didn't it? Mm. Oh, yeah, how he didn't. But, you know, it, that car came sliding back onto the track in a cloud of dust. Yeah. How everyone managed to avoid it, I That's... think is a bit of minor luck. Mm. 
And that, of course, led to our first red flag. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people would be like, well, it seems stupid, you know. Well, is it? no, it wasn't that one. It was later on. To say, I think it was the second red flag. But, yeah, it's... You... Well, the, well, the red flag was to clear the track because he didn't like how much debris had ended up. Not just that, it was gravel as well. Well, that was it. Yeah. It was all the debris from the accident, the gravel and that. Mm. I mean, you know, people be saying, well, it's a bit stupid to chuck a red flag. And it's like, well, they have to put people out on the track. You know, they might have to bring a sweeper out on the track. A freaking telehandler and stuff like that. And it just all takes. And then... Check the barrier over, make sure it's still good. And... You know, I get the... You know... I'm kind of impressed with Neil, Neil's vintage. For some of the deci- for some of the some decisions, calls, yeah. Um, this time, and it was like there is one we'll come on to later. It was a bit perplexing, but yeah. Um, but yeah, you, I. What was it? I. Was it, oh, it was the IndyCar. What's the Indy, uh, one of the, uh, the IndyCar race or whatever? And you thought, I mean, I thought, Guan Yu his accent, Silverstone, was bad. There was a bad on at IndyCar. It launched the car about five foot in the air over, over another car. And it happened to be Grosjean's car, I believe. Well, the one that got flipped. Wow. No, it didn't get. It didn't get flipped. It was. uh, I think it was. It was even you, Joseph Newgarden, or Scott McLaughlin. It was one of them, I think. Oh no, not Scotty. And the car just went five foot in the air, literally ramped the other car because it hit the tire. That's just one of those things. That's the kind of thing that can. But yeah, could you imagine what could have happened if an F1 car would have, you know, if somebody had hit Albon's car? Oh yeah. I mean, we've, you know, we've all we all saw it last year when strolling along that, yeah, future teammates came together and one sent him into a wheelie. Yeah. <laughs> you know. We, We've all seen what it looks like when an F1 car can go airborne. Doesn't even have to go, you know, and can slide along the ground or whatever. But it just proves how safe, how good we've got at this game. Well, it needs it needed to be after what's happened, you know, and. I mean, a lot of people were, you know, you did hear some people complaining, well, why the, you know, why the red, sort of, the red flag, but then some people were asking if he was all right. Tell you what, though, we got a treat for the red flags, didn't we? <laughs> you got what? 
we got a treat as a result of the red flags. We certainly got to see some action. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, of course, we got racing. We got a little nice quiet period. Max retook the lead. And, man, mm. the speed that Red Bull had to go round Hamilton, how he did. Yeah. But a lot of... This is the thing a lot of people are saying, you know. Has that Red Bull got more of an advantage on its DRS and everything? I actually... Yeah, if, I don't if think it has. If the car's been inspected and is passing... Yeah, this is what I mean. If it's passing... You know, like like you say, if it's passing the FIA... Like the scrutiny ear checks... This is where I have this big issue at times with people when they do that all... So we had it through the Merc era now. As you know, I wasn't a fan, but at the same time, the car was legal. The car, the car is legal. They've just somehow yeah. hit the regulations so much better than everyone else. Mm. It shouldn't be up to them to have to slow down. No. It should be up to the other teams to catch up. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Let them catch up. That the red the red bull is a absolute missile, and Perez proved that. Really, from where he was as well. Well, I mean, say Max proved. I've told you the way Max went. Round Lewis around the outside of him, and then just fucked off. <laughs> yeah, and Basically. then I'm sure Red Bull once they get to about ten seconds ahead, just turn everything down. There's no point stressing it. Mm. Because every time, until Max every decides time. to uh, take a trip, go cut in the grass. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, because it just seems weird, like. Like you say, goes around the outside of Hamilton and then just check. It does just just checks out. Yeah. But it just proves how Red Bull have got that car. Well, they've got it. That's the thing. They've got Adrian Newey for Christ's sake. On Red Bull. <laughs> they. What did he study? Ground well, effect. Like a... Well, Adrian Newey's just a, just a god, but it's like everyone goes on about how the Aston Martin suddenly got fast by being like Red Bull. Well, they've got the ex-Red Bull, the aerodynamic man. Exactly. And I've said before, I thought there was a great interview with him, because they were talking about how, oh, he's just copied the Red Bull design. And he just turned around and said, look, he spent the last five, six years looking at that car. He can't yeah. just forget all that just because he's now in a different office. No. He knows what he saw and he knows how it works. Hmm. So it's not surprising that he tries to use that. In a way that won't get him potentially lawsuited. Because of... Trust me, I'm sure Red Bull would have been quick enough to have a go at him had they thought. Yeah, yeah, but this is what I mean. They have to be... He's done it in a very careful manner. Hmm. Because otherwise it will... Because there is some sort of exit clause on staff personnel as well that they have to have well, it was like Vasseur before he went on to Ferrari yeah there was so much it was like when it was like bloody Andreas Seidel before he became CEO of I want to oh, say yeah. Sauber they're thinking NDAs and all sorts will fly around but yeah how enforceable they are. I don't think anyone's ever really tested it out. Oh, they are. They're, they will be enforceable. They're just... People are clever. 
of clever ways of getting round said stuff like the example asked in mine. You know, enough money and hmm. clever, you know, and you've got the, like you say, the aerodynamic person from Red Bull. You're going to do it subtly. So it's still oh, yeah. within that limit of not getting that person screwed. <laughs> and I give yeah, give credit to Aston Martin. Again. Flawless well, to a degree. Um but they have bounced back well. And they are do you know, we said Oh, Fernando's, Fernando's, you know, maybe this is a bad move, considering the state of the 2022 car. Are we being proven wrong here at this point? I think we are. I think we are. We definitely are, which I've done this in the past. I've done this a couple of times in the past, so it's not surprising to find me wrong on something like this. Because I, re- I remember saying, even numerous accounts of saying that, oh, this this is a bad move for Alonso. Hmm. But I think we were basing our assumptions of the 2022 car being shit. And perhaps it still being shite. But boy, are we wrong. And boy, is it making some interest in racing. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely is. <laughs> and so we get to the second red flag. Which one? Calls who, we are. who calls that one? K-Mac. Oh, was that where he ends up slamming it into the concrete wall and the t- uh, actually no, this is I believe yeah, the, the, the wall stepped the wall stepped out on him. I believe the suspension gave way. I've no idea. You couldn't actually see that from any of the video. From a lot of the footage, you look like he just literally drove into the wall. Yeah, I believe what I be- believe happened was not entirely sure, but this is. My speculation on it is his back's his right rear. That was the one that got the damage, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. His right rear suspension basically buggered. And because it hit the... Because of the way it hit the concrete... It was just interesting to see the tyre go, yeah, I'm going, bye-bye. Because it... The, the best thing was the commentary team were brilliant, weren't they? Because, you know, oh, there's a green flag, we've cleared the track, and they showed the shot of the tyre lying in the middle of the track. Mm. No, we might want to clean that up. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously, I think they realised because the, sort of, the rim had sort of spread shards of metal everywhere, which is what they decided to red flag it for. Yeah. And, of course, those Hamilton fans, if they're not still listening, when we mentioned a red flag two laps from the end, they might want to stop listening again. Yeah. <laughs> because that will give them flashbacks. Yeah. But we had a bit of a delay while they basically decided what they were doing. And this is actually after the well, the third red flag we technically had, but That was the no, the that, final one. That was the third red flag. Mag yeah. K Mag. 
Yeah, that was the second one, that's what I'm saying. So, we got that cleared up. We got the cars going. And then all hell broke loose. Um, I will throw you at this point, I would have paid good money to be in the Alpine debrief after this weekend. <laughs> Holy fucking shit. Well, lads, what I... do you think went wrong there? <laughs> yeah, but the worst thing was they chucked... They brought him up on commentary. Literally, as it was happening, I know. <laughs> the guy gets dragged in. They brought he just up watched her both in. his cars run into each other. Oh. <laughs> it was just... Oh, it's, it's one of those. It's the it... old joke in Motors. Motorsport Rule 1 is don't hit your teammate. Motorsport Rule 2 is read and fully understand Rule Number 1. Now, I get it wasn't deliberate. It was a... Because, listen, it was a scramble. Everybody was everywhere. The fact that... Well, it wasn't that. Well, it's the one fact... Say, Perez did brilliantly. Yeah. But he it just was... straight across the gravel and the grass and left. But it was the fact <laughs> that you'd had signs who tagged Alonso, spun Alonso around. Basically, slowed the entire pack round. Yeah. Sergeant um, went. Sergeant went so hard up the back of. I'm not quite sure who. I'm not surprised. He did, I'm surprised he have to buy him dinner afterwards. Tell me about it. Then, which, is, which brings me on to a couple of points I'll make in a second once we've gone through it all. But then you yeah, had, so, you know, you had everybody just scrambling to avoid Alonso. I'm and guessing the slow signs because he got out the gas as he'd seen the incident happening. Yeah, and I'm guessing Ocon just did not. Either was Gasly or... Who cut across Gasly. I can't remember yeah, it, it was. was Gasly was in front. Yeah, just didn't realise the car was coming up his outside, and that car just happened to be the one that looks kind of like his. Yeah, and talk about France United. Jesus. And then, and then we get to the next corner, where Stroll goes straight on. Yeah. <laughs> it just... It and was then just... he tried to red flag it again, because half the field is currently taking me in gravel traps. Yeah. It was just like... <laughs> What you could not script this shit, and I was just like, okay, well they're they're done, aren't they? This is it. They're gonna not call the, you know, they're not gonna call the race back. I I thought I I, I honestly, because I, I was talking, I said I couldn't see him going again. Yeah. I didn't think it was a point, but the only thing which threw it was because if they counted back a lap, the two Alpines would have still been in the running. Now the rules say you must finish a race under your own steam. They don't specify on four wheels, bringing us back to Silverstone the other year, but they specify on your own steam. Mm. So I get why they did what they did, because it just helped to shuffle the Alpines out of the way sort of thing. Yeah. But I do want to mention a point at this, because we mentioned about Alonso, and Sainz got a five-second penalty for that incident. A rather quick one, actually. That's what she said. But I honestly feel that was really unfair, considering they eventually rolled the thing back a lap, which basically removed any consequence of the incident because Alonso got promoted back into third. The car wasn't damaged. Mm. So I think if they'd have finished the race in the order it finished as that flag dropped, a.k.a. Alonso at the back, I would have said yes, penalised science, but the fact that Alonso got given that third place back I think Sainz's penalty should have been removed. 
Sanz because he's then getting Sanz wasn't given for... third place. Alonso was given third place. The... I said Alonso, didn't I? You said Sainz. Anyway, yeah, Alonso <laughs> was given third place back. At which point, Sainz was actually penalised for an incident, which in the end of race didn't happen. Because the lap it occurred on got null and voided. Yeah. Did you hear the team radio? Yeah. The poor guy sounded like he... I also heard Sainz's interview after the race. Oh, I didn't hear... Didn't hear Sainz's interview. Yeah, I'm not talking about it. I will not talk about it. I do not want to talk about it. Oh, is that that? That's yeah, that's what Connor was. Connor was to. Yeah, okay. Now I understand it. Yeah, no. I mean, but yeah, I just, I just feel, especially <sighs> when Sergeant didn't get a penalty. Let's just point that out. Sergeant, like I said, I'm not quite sure who he hit. I'd have to try and look it up. Mm. But he absolutely demolished somebody. Yeah. I just think that. I don't know how to word it other than to say what I said, which is how the incident that Sainz got penalised for was then removed from the race. If you get what I mean. Yeah, it, the thing is, did they miss? Did they miss Sergeant Walloping somebody? That was the thing because it was never. Possibly sh- not, but camera footage had it. They can camera footage had it. Yeah, and there was a clear cam- camera footage of Sainz Walloping Alonso and all. Yeah, but uh, maybe, yeah, well, that actually goes into what I'm saying, because there's inconsistency. But then if you if you think about it, Sainz probably got that, because look at the chaos that happened afterwards. When he tagged him. Yeah, but that goes Technically, even more that... into what I said. Yeah, but technically that would be classed as cause that would be classed as causing a collision, and then that. Ah, he, es- he hit he hit DeVries. Who did? Sergeant. Ah. So the two rookies managed to run into each other. <laughs> Great. I, I get what you and it actually and that's that even puts it even more into what I'm saying because it put DeVries in the gravel trap. It put DeVries out the race. Okay, also put Sergeant out as well. That's why they didn't. Lo- that's why they didn't look at it. But it put DeVries out. The, the, the point I'm making, I get what you're saying, and yes, it was science's incident that caused everything. Mm. But the race then got rolled back a lap. Yeah, I know. Now I get that you can't bring the cars back that are in the walls. <laughs> Example: the two Alpines. Two Alpines, but as I keep saying. The, the penalty was for his incident with Alonso. You can't kind of take into account the wider world. You've got to look at the incident. Yeah. Now, the incident got reset because Alonso got put back in front of him. Hmm. Yet he kept the penalty. Do you get where I'm saying that that feels yeah. a bit unfair? Maybe, maybe anyone in the comments below, feel free to come in, idiot or whatever. If you think I'm missing something obvious, please let me know. But I just kind of think... I just feel like science got punished for nothing right there. Science got punished for something which didn't happen in the eventual end of the race. No, but it was it. But then you would have to, t- you know, then you'd be like taking into account the fact that you know why didn't Ocon get a penalty for punting his own teammate and causing his own teammate out of the race? 
because they generally don't give penalties for teammate accidents because they probably think the team will deal with that one internally. Yeah, but that's what I mean. But you'd still, you know what I mean? It's still on that bracket. Well, if Sainz got punished, why didn't Ocon? And you know, it's it, it's a weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. We had a big thing last year. You in particular had a lot of rants about inconsistency in the FIA. Oh yeah. I, don't get me wrong. There, there I know I did. There, in my opinion, we've had an inconsistency. But it wasn't the yeah, race. The it, got punished. Yeah, but it wasn't the race director entirely. It was the stewards. Oh, I'm not. I'm not trying to point fingers at anyone here. I'm not actually. I'm just sort of trying to make a point that. Basically, the stewards I, fucked up. <laughs> a point. A, no, a point. A, a point. This penalty is supposed to be there to rebalance things. Yeah, you put a guy didn't. off, you get a you get a penalty, knocks you back down. Start to try and redress the balance. Now the way I see it, science got penalised for something which actually didn't in the end cause any trouble. Because oh. Alonso got back into third. Gunther Steiner doesn't see it that way. Yeah, but. That... I'm sort of taking, like I say, I, you need to drill down to just the incident. Yeah, I know, but this is what... This because is... if you want to take that avenue, you could penalise Haas for Magnussen crashing that caused it all. Yeah, I know. Technically. But I'm not I'm not trying to argue that. That's a straw man argument. I'm not trying to take... Oh, well, yeah, well, I'm, that, that's what I mean. We're not arguing this out. We're just... We're saying I'm... that, you know... My side of things, I do feel that, that was unfair on science, is what I'm saying. It was, was possibly unfair on signs over that, because it was just... And it did absolutely screw Ferrari. It did screw <laughs> Ferrari, because it put him back to 12. Yeah, because literally everybody was right behind him, because he didn't have a chance to try and make the five seconds back, because well, he, he couldn't. didn't have time. He couldn't, because it was basically no. restart, follow the safety car, safety car goes in, and still... The rolling start rule applies, so he couldn't be overtook. Mm. So nobody could ever overtake each other because it was classed as a rolling start. But it was such a awful. I mean, it took him. <laughs> it took him ages just to even go through them lot to go through all the bloody sporting codes. Well, well that was because we were trying to work out because it was sort of a, it was a weird position when it's like a say. Because they wanted to make sure if he'd gone over, they wanted to they make sure got, that they, they hadn't, hadn't crossed a sector line. They hadn't. No, I know. We know that's, where sector one but is. that's what they were making sure that the Max hadn't crossed it. Because if Max had crossed it, that order would have stuck before the red flag came out. But if, yeah. if Max had crossed that and we'd got red flagged, that order would have stuck. Alonso would have been out of the points. Haas would have been sitting with a nice, tasty bit of points. Well, both Alonso and Stroll, because Stroll ended up well back as well, didn't he? So. Mm. But Stroll finished both. Mm. In the end. And... And I just want to raise a point I raised to you, was 11 World Championships on that podium. Yeah. Pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. This would be one for Crofty. Is that the most world champions we've ever had in a single podium? 
Hmm. Don't know. Maybe you I might need. I maybe you might need ever... to tweak Crofty on that one and ask him. I don't think because we never had Hamilton Vettel and Alonso, which would have been the only way to beat it in my. Yeah. Because obviously Vettel had the four podium, four championships four. to his name. Hamilton, uh, Hamilton, Hamilton seven, seven, Alonso. And it is seven Hamilton fans. Yes, it is seven, and we will keep saying seven. And then two each for Verstappen Alonso. Yeah. Now, I don't think there's ever been... Because even through the Schumacher era, I don't think there was anybody that close. I don't think we ever had more. No. Yeah, there might be a tweet goes to Crofty later. I'll see what. Hmm. Make sure you tag me in it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'd be interested to find that result. Uh, it's just... It was... It was probably one of the better Australia races we've had. No, I like good. Australia. I don't like driving the track, but that's a whole different reason. Well, what, were you, what were you saying? No, I was going to say, I'm just going to, that's... All my points made. Yeah, I, I say I like the track. I've always liked Australia, and I was happy to see that the changes they made to it a couple of years ago didn't kill it. If anything, it's looking better than ever. The four DRS zones work nicely. I think we had some really good racing. Mm. It was. It was was good racing. It really was. Like I say, it's probably one of the better Australia races we've had. I mean, it, you know, the entire weekend was very interesting, including the weather. The weather didn't help certain bits. Hmm. I don't know. I was quite. I was, part of me was looking forward to a bit, maybe a wet Australian race. <laughs> that certainly would have shook. That certainly would have shook things up. Yeah. Because the fact that it did, it had hampered people's long runs, and that was what made this race interesting. Because a, not a lot. of People got long runs at all through the weekend because of incidents and whatnot and red flags and it really hampered a lot of teams on long run, long run and quality sim prep. Hmm. It did. Which is the kind of thing I like because that's kind of that throws the that throws the confusion into the mix is when we can get some of the really interesting results. I mean, let's run just. Oh yeah, I need to sort that out. But I'll sort that out in a minute. Um, you know, the interesting thing is, you know, you got your race results. You know, you have Bahrain, Verstappen, Saudi Perez, and then obviously Max again. But Perez could have been fourth, but he he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Hmm. There was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight DNFs. For that race. I think it's the most we've seen for quite a while. Yeah. Well, obviously, Gasly and Ocon was a kerfuffle. De Vries and Sargent, them two, 
K-Mag, his tyre just... Well, his car just went bang. Uh, Russell's car... Uh, Russell was obviously his exhaust buyer. Mm. Album was that spin, and Leclerc was just gravel trapped. <laughs> I get why the, you know, I get why they make the gravel traps the way they do. There's a hell of a lot of gravel in them gravel traps. Then <laughs> there has to be. There needs to be. For the way that they slow the... I mean, the the grass doesn't help things, of course. It really doesn't. Um, so if we actually... If I have a look at the points, obviously... Who got fastest lap, actually? Who did get the Perez. fastest lap? Perez did. Yeah, Perez, okay. yeah. Perez got fastest lap and driver of the day, and driver of the day was well-deserved in my book. Obviously, I didn't vote. I couldn't vote because... You watched live, I did, and that's who I voted for. I thought you were going to do Perez. So... No, look, I, I take it subjectively. I won't vote for Perez blindly. But I think the pit lane to fifth, avoiding all oh, the yeah. people on the way, he's worthy of it. <laughs> if, I'd have, if I'd have been watching live, I would have chucked my vote at Perez. Just because of what happened. Hmm. And you've got to think. So, Max is now on 69 points. Perez is on 54. Hmm. There was one point in the championship between them two at that point. Before Australia. Yeah. Perez is still in with a shot. As it stands right now, nobody's out because it's still all to play for. I know there's other things involved in that and you've got to take mathematically possible and logically are two different things. But don't rule anybody out yet. If Red Bull hit a streak of bad luck or something like that, you can suddenly find freaking Alonso back on top of them. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we're three races into a 23-race season. Don't... I know. I'm not counting anybody out. But Does that engrave in the trophy yet? <laughs> I mean, for me, <sighs> currently top four, obviously, Verstappen, Perez, Alonso, and Hamilton. Mm. And then you've got Sainz, Stroll, and Russell. So you basically got top seven that could do something. Well, I say right now, well, right now all twenty can do it. Right now, mathematically, all twenty can do it. That's, uh, I'm not going to go further than that at this point because we have far too early in the season. By Logan Sargent and Nick DeVries, possibly, they're still on zero points. Yeah, but mathematically, they could still win the championship from here. Yeah, but they would have to have. They'd have to probably win every race and fastest lap it. Oh yeah, possibly, but. <laughs> And now, before we finish, it's time to look at what we usually look at. I've not looked at this. I don't know if David has. I've had a look, yeah. And I don't know if I'm going to be pleasantly surprised. So, unfortunately, just ignore one of my tabs because 
I've had to keep a tab open and no, I don't you make left, any. You left your pawn up again. No, I left the GTA thing up. So <laughs> here we go. Oh wow! Is it me or have those numbers closed up? Between you and who? Everybody. I seem to remember that I was a lot further behind. Oh yeah, you you were a lot further behind. I was still third. I'm pretty sure. How have I got that? Hacks. Balls. Seriously? Oh, I put my two times down on <laughs> so, Still. And obviously... Yeah, I, uh, I had mine on Perez, which didn't do me any harm. Max got me 36, Alonso got me 46, Ocon and Gasly only got me, like, three points between them. Bottas got me 12, Red Bull got me 98 because of Perez, and McLaren got me some points this time. So I basically got, for round 3, I got a total of 231 points. So, first race was 187. Second race was 349 because I had my three times down on max. And then, yeah, 231 points. That's... I mean, for me to be there, I'm quite impressed. Because basically <laughs> this is the only thing I'm winning at, even, you know. <laughs> Once again, mate, long way to go, yeah. Yeah, so you got 100 points first race... You got 211 second. You had two times down on Perez and three times down on Sainz. And then... Yeah, so Perez... Perez did, you, Perez did you a solid there. I've made some changes for next weekend, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, next... Week, next. Next weekend? Four weeks. Well, you know, next race weekend, I meant. Yeah. So it's going to be a bit of a... That's going to be crazy weekend and all. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm currently leading. Not something you get to say very often, ladies and gentlemen. No. Apart from I could have had Paul at Aust bloody Austria. <laughs> when we did the Austrian race, if I hadn't screwed up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, Alan, one of Alan's teams, that's, like, what, two, got him 219. Only because he had three times, three time, two times on Norris and three times on Alonso. Mm. And Leclerc got him minus 15, so he could have been a bit higher there if Leclerc hadn't screwed. <laughs> I mean, he's not doing too bad. You I'm still, you still have a hell of a lot of whip. To be honest, I hope you if you if you can play this right, you could catch him and possibly me. Oh yeah, don't worry, it's not over yet, boy. I know it's not over yet. This is going to be interesting. Yep. Anything you want to uh, get me teeth in in a minute? Anything you want to round out with? Not really, just. Uh... I mean, have you got any thoughts for Baku? Have you got any predictions? With it being a sprint weekend, I'm not predicting anything. 
Fair enough. That's what I mean. I, I mean, we used to do the predictions, but I can possibly see Red Bull being there, Perez being up, Perez being up there at least, hopefully, because you know street track, and he gets called the street track king. Yeah, especially if he gets wet. Yeah. Uh, Alonso is possibly going to be up there. I think Merck is going to be in the mix. Merck will be in the mix. If they've done it. Yeah. Ferrari, there's a possibility Ferrari might be there. But I think it's just going to be interesting because of it being a sprint and being it's going to be a bit of a kerfuffle. I think. I can mm. see them couple of teams possibly having to repair their cars. And what I mean by that yeah. is something's going to ha- possibly happen. I mean, I could be wrong, but something is going to happen during the sprint race and they're going to have to spend all night repairing it. It's <laughs> in a busy weekend. I mean, we've got a four-week... We're going to have a four-week gap, but this podcast will be out on the 14th. Might as well put it on the 14th. It'll be out on the 14th. Um, Like I said, we usually try and and put it out on a Friday. Um, Rather than put it out this week, I might as well do it next week. And then... If we are thinking about it, we might do one... Wednesday. I say we throw one in. We throw one in intermittently in the halfway gap. No, yeah, we, have, I think we'll have a we should. Up, we can talk about wider F1 issues. Yeah, we'll have to do some uh, looking around and research yeah, and stuff. Dig up a couple. Dig up a couple of points you might wanna. Mm. So we're gonna end well, this no, one. Oh, left me says thank you for listening, folks. Yes. And thank you for having me tonight. So we're gonna end this one here, and he beat me to it, but. Thank you to David for being part of the podcast from Pleasure as always. You know, from last season to this season and many more, hopefully. Um don't forget to like and subscribe and comment. Please leave your comments down below because we'll be interested to hear your thoughts on this one. Yeah. After the race. Um Don't forget you can support the channel. Links are in the description. Brand new merch store. And obviously... I saw there, that. There's some great stuff on there. There will be... Uh, there is a link for that, obviously, in the description. And if you're quick, by the time the podcast goes out, there still should be some days to get 15% off on the items we have in there. So, until next time, guys. So long and thanks for all the feature. Goodbye for now. <laughs>